Triple M. Rush Hour. Big one tonight. We get you ready for the top eight battle between the Panthers and the Tigers. Plus, Gerds will review the spiteful clash between the Broncos and the Bulldogs. Wallabies coach Michael Checker joins us ahead of the opening Bledisloe match, and we look ahead to what's to come for Australia in Rio. Welcome to the Rush Welcome Hour. aboard. Good. Hello to you. Hey, Dan. Can you believe it's two weeks of the Olympics? No, I'm just really? actually, they're just, I'm just watching the replay of the Bolt race. I didn't get to see it today. He's an impressive <laughs> man, isn't he? Oh, look, he's striding out. But he went, I mean, he didn't pull up at all. So, obviously, you know, a, half a second off the um, the world record that he was hoping to break. And he gave it everything. Apparently it got very in, cold. Cold's no good for runners. Is that right? And, and it, it rained, rained and it got windy because well. the javelin was on at the same time. Yeah. And all of a sudden the throws were six, seven metres shorter than Is they had. Right? But Yeah. Right. So, um uh, so that's probably why. But he was never going to lose the race. But I've enjoyed the Olympics, Dan. It's, it's been, you know, I really enjoy, uh, you know, crossing the mail at about 9, 30, 10 o'clock and getting some live action just before, mm. you know, midnight there. It's been a great, great couple of weeks. But we have had some controversies. And the Ryan Lochte saga. Now, we've we followed this closely on the Rush Hour. And it was sold right overnight. Up your alley, Dan. That, hey. sort of, that sort of story. Oh, what? Tabloid oh. journalism stuff. Oh, you'd stuff. love this. Mate, because straight away... Straight away, I thought, hang on, this so- it was like Robert Allenby. There's something not right about this. Now, yesterday, when we dealt with it, when it was obvious something was fishy, I think even oh, I was surprised that 24 hours later, the whole thing's been sorted. If you've missed the news, mm. uh, surveillance video of uh, violence uh, at, at a gas station, the four American blokes just uh, ripped apart a gas station. What are they thinking? Uh, it, it emerged. So... A full apology to the authorities from the U.S. Olympic Committee, and that's the end of that. There when will... did it get suspicious for you, Dan? When he spoke to the NBC guy, yeah, there was something. But in... when, when he said, "Oh, look, they had a gun at I was at gunpoint, but I refused to do what they said." Straight away, I thought to myself, "Gee, yeah. he's got some swingers, this bloke." Yeah. Because I know well, if I'm in Brazil the... and someone's got a gun to my head, I'm the night it happened. So it was on a Sunday night, our time that it broke. He and his mum came out and said this happened. Then it was denied by a Brazilian authority, and I thought, oh, hang on. Yep. The locals are trying to sweep this under the carpet. So I was on Team Lochte, but as soon as he um, as soon as soon he did that interview. But can I read you? We can talk about this, but this this is some of the best writing you'll ever read from a columnist called Sally Jenkins of the Washington Post. Oh, she's Post. one of the best, Dan. Here's what she says. Ryan Lochte is the dumbest bell that ever rang. <laughs> the 32-year-old sw- swimmer is so landlocked in juvenility that he pulled an all-nighter with guys young enough to call him uncle. His story had the quality of a kid exaggerating the size of a fish. And notice how he was the hero of every detail. <laughs> yeah. That was always the dubious, implausible part. Oh, true. This is a special category of obnoxious American bro that Lochte represents. Is there anything worse in any country than a bunch of entitled young drunks who break the furniture and pee on the wall? There's no translator needed for that one. No cultural norm that excuses it. If I'd have been working at that Brazilian gas station, I might have pulled a gun on them too. It's even remotely possible that Lochte really did interpret the demand for cash as a robbery of sorts because they wouldn't pay for stuff. So the gas, gas station guy got a bit cranky. As Sally goes on, but to do so, he'd had to be impervious to his own odious punk behaviour, and his view of that gas station had to be so low that he didn't think vandalising was worth anything. He must have thought Ryan Lochte's pee was gold dust. Mm. <laughs> the police need to show that fears are overstated, and these games are secure, though they are not. But the stupid Americans offered them something 
to uh, with which to save face. Some people, Dan, just can't handle being second best. The main quality Lochte has shown in all of this, apart from asininity, is obliviousness. Gee, some big words. First, he tweeted about his hair, which he had dyed blue before the games. Then on Thursday morning, even as Conga and Bentz, teammates, were in a police station and authorities were mulling potential charges, he posted an idiotic video of himself. Lochte eventually deleted it, which was too bad because it was the perfect portrait of a halfwit. Now, that is a column. Very good. Very good. And the Ryan Lochte case is closed. closed. This is the rush hour on Triple M. We'll get to some footy after this. Hey, Dan, do you reckon he'll be allowed to go to the closing ceremony? (laughs) (laughs) Imagine what Kitty would have done with him. Rush hour, more after this. The Triple M Rush Hour. Oh, yeah, Triple M Rush Hour on a Friday night. Big weekend on the way. Uh, The Boomers are playing at 8 a.m. tomorrow, so... I thought it was going to be 4.30, but they've put the Americans on in the early uh, slot, uh, which is nice. It means we don't have to set the alarm too early. 8 o'clock, dead set legends will be all over it in the second half. If it gets close, we'll certainly take a live call via Channel 7. Anytime we talk league on the show, we do it for Totally Workwear. They just don't do workwear. They also have a great range of hospitality gear. Find your local store, totallyworkwear.com.au. Gerds, what do we take from last night's game? Brisbane again scoring a win, couple in a row. And the Bulldogs, again, seemed to struggle against a good team. Yeah, they really did, didn't they, Dan? And, you know, it was one of those games we were all hoping to, you know, get a little bit more clarity after two sides had been sort of up and down form-wise over the last couple of months. And the Bulldogs, though, had been winning. uh, And the Broncos were getting back to sort of better form. But last night was tough. The intensity was there. You kind of felt like it was was almost like a finals intensity defence-wise. With the football, I mean, the Bulldogs made 16 errors, mm. completed at under 70, like 65%. You're not going to beat anyone at the end of the year with those th- sort of statistics, no matter how good your defence is. You give them teams too many opportunities. And when you've got players like Hunt and, 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 and like Milford and with the quality of the Broncos, you give them enough opportunities, they'll play themselves back into form. I don't think the Broncos were great. They're getting better. Scored a really good try in their first one last night. Yeah, wasn't that good? But still a, f- a few chinks in the armour for mine for Brisbane. Um what was your first impression of Cassiano's lash? Um, oh, look, you just can't. It, it was careless, Dan. It, it was just really careless. I don't think there was intent there. I don't think he's tried to kick anyone in the face. But you certainly know if if someone's you know holding your leg that if you and you lash out, you're going to connect with some part of their body. Uh, unfortunately for Corey Parker, well, that it can't was be his careless. Face. Then. Is, what can it, it be? be reckless? Oh well, yeah, but. Yeah, maybe reckless. Oh, so I'm surprised. Was... With the, the, well, anyway, here's, we'll get to the two weeks that he's about to cop, but here's Corey Parker on Triple M after the game. Yeah, look, he's, a, uh, he's not a small man. He's got about a size 15 boot. I wore it there in the uh, kisser, so, yeah. Did he, what did he say to you, mate? Well, he said he was sorry, but what does that mean now? I mean, have a look at my head. Do you have any question, Corey, that he knew you were there? No question, no. So of course he knew I was there. He, um... Look, I've got to take his word for it. He said he's sorry, he didn't mean it, but um, you know, my head was where it was and he got what he got. I was thinking yep. he was either going to get off Cassiano because the match review would have thought, well, he didn't know Parker was there and it was accidental, move on. Mm. So zero weeks or four or five weeks because they would have made the assumption that he did know he's there. Intentional. In the end, he cops, well, two to three. Yep. For a dangerous contact head neck. So not mm. even kicking or striking. It's dangerous contact grade two. 
Uh, if he fights and loses, it's three weeks. It's a big one for the dogs because it's a big one for the dogs, Dan. Which is my, and and look, when someone's grabbing your leg down there, sometimes you can. It's going to even be trying to shake them off. You know, you kick out as in if they're holding your leg. You, mm. you, and and he did get up. He didn't look behind, and he ran to get involved in the next play, which was a, a sort of break by the Broncos. So I, I guess to the argument, uh, he could bring those points. It's not a common occurrence, so it's not as if there's a lot of precedent there. Would you fight it if you're the Bulldogs? Because if he takes the early plea and lose, it takes the early plea. It's two weeks, so we don't see him until the finals, and by then they might be in the fifth to eight, fifth to eight zone. Yep. If they fight and lose because they feel well, we have to have him. We've got to win. He's a- one of their most important players, that's, Dan. That's right. They're a totally different team when he's there. Yep. But then he, so they they take they take the chances because they think well, we've got to win a couple of these games before the finals. Yep. If he then loses three weeks, then he's out of the first week of the finals. That might be the end of them. You got to, I think you've got to roll the dice, Dan. I think you've got to fight that because if you if you slow the footage down, he's never looked back at Corey Parker and then he gets up and continues on trying to get involved with the play. They would be the grounds in which you would fight it. Whether or not, I mean, it's a toss of the coin with the uh, the, the judiciary these days, Dan, isn't it? After, you know, what's happened in the, in the last couple of weeks. But I think they've got to roll the dice because you need a top four finish. Yeah. And I think without Cassiano in the next couple of weeks, well, they can't achieve that. Even, I mean, go down the Ryan James path. You you fight to be not guilty, you lose, and you say, oh, we'll go for the downgrade. Because the way it works at the judiciary, what they do is they compare, this is grade two dangerous contact. Canterbury would present, for instance, grade one dangerous contacts. Yep. And they say, well, hang on, what Cassiano's done is basically the same as these grade ones. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you. I think they can fight and get it's something out of this. Ice. Mm. I think they've got to roll the dice. They're a different side with him on and off the field. And, uh, it, you know, the impact that he has at the 20-minute mark, and we saw him in score the try, and he just elevates the whole um, Canterbury Bulldogs side in general. Like they, He comes on and they all spark up again, and his carries are great. Defensively, he's good. And a bit of spite there now between the two sides. Oh, I, I hope they yes, I look forward to their next meeting. The yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love that set after it happened, oh. and, uh, and you know, the, every Bronco... Uh, came out of the line and uh, well, not as dramatic, but I, I calling the game. It was like the post Villa Santi set. Yeah, you know, not a, obviously it's not a grand final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, it, it yeah. was, and the crowd was as intense as it was. It was yes, big crowd up there last night, Dan. No, twenty seven. Twenty seven. Okay, but Thursday, and oh, the weather was night. a little iffy. Mm-hmm. But that game should have had forty. But who are we as Sydney people to complain about a crowd of 27,000 on a Thursday night? This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. Triple M. Rush Hour. Triple M, this is the Rush Hour. Goods, when it rains, it pours. We've got all yeah. these guests. And, and we've got Mel coming up in a few minutes. But I, I tell you, we don't... This man, we've got to put him on right now. He's ready to go. The Wallabies coach, the great Michael Checker. Hello, Check. How are you, lads? All right? He'd be happy to know that he's just ousted Mel McLaughlin from the Olympics. But uh, hey, check a uh, a big day, a big day tomorrow uh, coming up against the All Blacks. And uh, look, is it? Would you look at it like a, it's a rebuilding phase a little for the All Blacks? They they haven't got McCaw, they haven't got Carter, or have they just got guys ready to come in and fill those positions? Well, man, I think a lot of people have said that, haven't they, about rebuilding? But they they have not um, shown a any of that in the Super Rugby this year where they, they they killed it. You know, I think they had four teams in the finals. And then in the June series, they, they pretty much put Wales away with ease. So, um, you know, you'd you think that they've just stepped on and, and they haven't uh, they haven't blinked an eyelid. All those guys who've come in have been experienced campaigners and getting 
uh, they've done it very nicely, you know, blooded them and got them along the way. So they've got plenty of caps under their belts. And, and if anything, they're, they're probably going to improve, if anything else. Barrett gets a start in the 10. Uh, what, do you, what do you think of him? He's been in great form at, uh, in, in the Supers. Look at you with your knowledge. Look at yeah, you, very, good. very impressive. Very knowledgeable. Yeah, no, no, he's been very good form. Very good form. It wouldn't be hard to see either because he's every week he's done it for the for the Hurricanes in their in their run to the, the Premiership, and uh, he's going to be a formidable force both with the ball in hand and also with his boots because he's an excellent kicker. Check. Can I ask something a bit more serious? We have seen in the last week Drew Mitchell with Delta. We've seen uh, I mean Quaid. We've seen Rocky L. I mean, the, the wags are getting better and better. Now, do you does this correlate with a lack of form in the team, Check Because let me tell you, as Mickey said in Rocky, <laughs> women weaken legs. <laughs> I mean, how are you rugby blokes doing it, honestly? Oh. It's unbelievable. They leave the leagueies for dead, don't they? Second, mate, yeah, no, I, I don't think I can agree. We're, we're very lucky, you know what I mean? The lads are just lucky. They're, they're, the boys are having a lucky run, that's all there is. Yeah, and I bet the other... <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> aren't they what? And I bet the other boys are letting Drew know about it as well. What about... <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, good. Yeah. Very impressive. Doing really well for themselves, the boys. Now, check, we are... And also, we've got some more actual proper questions for you, but we are running against the clock. Would you mind if we spoke to you tomorrow morning on Dead Set Legends? Is that okay? Not a problem, mate. Excellent. We See will you, do Jack. that. Good luck tomorrow. Good luck tomorrow. ANZ Stadium uh, and tickets still available. Wallabies versus New Zealand. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour. Rush Hour here on this Friday night. Whenever we do league, it's a totally workwear. And sports updates, are, which we're about to do, thanks to Magic Glass. Goods here with uh, Dan. And hello to everyone going to the darts. I would love to go oh, tonight, Goods. Right, yeah. uh, but it's, there's too much on at the moment. Yeah, a lot going on, isn't there, Dan? And back from obviously One of the great Queensland nights. last night. But uh, yeah, should be. Uh, it's at the star this time yeah. too, isn't it? So a great venue. Um, now, can I play this for you? Now you know Castor Semenya, the yes. South African female who has been accused of being a man. Yes. I thought Bruce accidentally came up with one of the great Freudian slips today. When talking about uh, Bruce cut. had a slip up. Well, there's no, no, it's not a slip up. It's just when I heard this, I thought, does he mean what I think he means? Got to make sure Semenya makes it through, but I can't see her not making it through. And there's been talk that she'll go for the world record. Well, if she does, I think the sportsman of the year and the sportswoman of the year in South Africa will be very obvious. <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> of course, the sportsman is uh, the 400 meter runner. But, yes, well, so I heard holder. that. I thought, what is he insinuating? Cast as a man. He's, he's very good, Bruce. He's very Magic Glass, your premier glass replacement specialists. Magicglass.com.au. Sports update. League news for Brighton's lawyers protecting your future. Someone who could probably use Brighton's is Peter O'Sullivan. The Roosters recruitment manager has been stood down by the NRL with a notice of intention to cancel his registration. Reportedly, this is reportedly yep. because of links, betting links with Eddie Hayson. Now, O'Sullivan has had an interesting history. He was one of the so-called rats rats in the ranks in the Melbourne Storm's uh, cheating of the salary cap. Uh, in fact, the NRL lent on the Roosters to sack him when the Storm scandal broke, but uh, the club wouldn't budge, but it appears the NRL have got their man. That is thanks to Brighton's lawyers. We will talk about Penrith West's Tigers uh, soon. Big game there. Another All Black has gone down ahead of tomorrow's Bledisloe opener. Hooker Nathan Harris has a knee injury and is out. Harris joins centre George Mawala on the sidelines. 
And tonight in AFL, it's West Coast and Hawthorne at Subiaco. Now, a lot of teams, like second place Sydney, for instance, will be watching on with interest. Uh, that is a sports update for Magic Glass. News update coming up with Jeff and Mill uh, McLaughlin from Channel 7. This is the Rush Hour, Triple M. The Triple M, Rush Hour. Uh, team changes coming in shortly for Penrith Tigers, and we'll get Gerd's take on that game. But right now... On the Triple M Rush Hour... This is a Rio update. Look at all that pink and purple. Our money sure is gay. <laughs> Triple M, rush hour. And uh, this time most days we've spoken to this lovely young mm. lady and we've got to thank Mel and Channel 7 for making Absolutely. Mel available to us because she's actually got things to do. She's the reason that everyone sits up till about 9.30 every night just so we get into the live <laughs> stuff. Yeah. On comes Mel, wheels out all the gold medals for the day. It's the best time of night, then. No, I don't think so. I don't think Mel's had many gold medals. Have you, Mel? Hello to you. Well, hi, and thanks for pointing it out. Um, yeah, there was one gold, which was Kim Brennan. Okay, so we live in hope, and I did set up, what was it, the sailing a couple of days ago? I See how I said I set mm. it up? I didn't, I just threw to the race, and Tom Woodbridge took over, and they took gold. Uh, yeah. Gold, that's right. It was Tom gold. Burton, that was it. Absolutely. It was Tom Burton. And, and, but I don't what know what a, date is, sorry, guys. What about, what about, Mel, for the rest of the meet? Is there any other? Ex- can we expect anything? Is there something that we don't know about over yeah. here that, I mean, that we you know can see that's coming? We know the boomers are, are thereabouts, and we saw Bolt today, and he was enormous. But Give is there anything hope. else? Is there anything else coming that we need to sit up and keep an eye out for? Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, well, um, yes. Jared Talent, he's looking to become the most oh, yes. uh, Australia's most successful male track and field athlete. He's going for gold in the 50K walk, of course. Mm-hmm. We know he's officially the day, uh, the defending champion. He's got a gold medal and uh, gold, bronze and silver. I'll just mix up the order. Um, so, yeah, th- that's on the cards. Mm-hmm. We've still got more to come in the canoe sprint. The Aussies to defend gold from London in the K4 1000. The equestrian, the individual uh, jumping final... Edwina tops Alexander. Can't say it without an accent for some reason. Um, she's 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 in uh, really good form as well. Yeah. Um, and of course the BMX. The rock stars are out, and um, yeah. we've got some really great hopes there. Okay, there's okay. four genuine yeah. chances. Absolutely. Okay. And, and the 1500 meter runner. He but, qualified for the final. Oh yes. Isn't he? Yeah, but he's not going to do anything. Yeah, come on, Dan. I'm just saying. Okay, it's been forty years. We're talking since a man, medals since, here, uh, Mel and Girds. You don't think he can well, get a medal? Well, who are you to say he won't? You know who what? are you? Oh, maybe yeah. a week. Maybe Mel. I've sat through two weeks of Australians <laughs> going to the front and fading near the death. Well, I've had enough. He doesn't go to the front. <laughs> he comes from behind, Dan. That's right. Yeah, well, well look, we've all the been there, races. by the way. Dan, Dan, stop complaining. We've all been through this together, okay? It's not all about you. It's been a little bit hard, <laughs> but we celebrate what we can. Ryan Gregson you're talking about. That's who is him. the partner of Jen Lacaz, who has been on fire. She's an absolute delight, by the way, in her interviews and everything. She's in the form of her life, PBs all around the place. Mm. And she said her and, and Ryan have been uh, feeding off each other. So they're, they're both looking fantastic. By oh, the way, hang those on. Girls... We had these with the swimmers, Larkin and Seabomb. One failed and the other one failed. Oh, Dan. And look I at you. think, I look think because go. it was the, once the first one failed, the other you, one Mel, thought. By the, way. the other one thought, oh geez, I better not succeed, or you know, we're going to have a problem here, so mm. I'll fail as well. <laughs> Mate, I'm working uh, well, on two MC hours bomb, sleepy. Ma- maybe she was, maybe she was fortunate, MC Bomb, with what happened, you know, with Kate Campbell and things like that, and that's in the nicest possible way. That probably masked what happened there because that was a, a 
total fade out. But these two, they're both in great form. So what's your problem? Can we talk about the <laughs> kitty overkill a little bit as well? I know it's not talking about the events, Dan, but what's she done? She's come out and banned a couple of people that have right. competed. She's the Mike Baird of, uh, and of, she's of, of Olympics. Barring them from going to the closing ceremony, she would just get the middle finger. <laughs> you know what's really? worse? They can't, they're now banned from leaving the village That's between 8pm and 8am. No way in the world. What is she, is she, was she a school teacher before she took the job? <sighs> What's the go? What's the feeling about well, her? I can't over there, say Mel? I know if she was a school teacher, but I know. Look, we we all know the sort of feedback that she's been getting. The thing is, right? I, I'm with you guys. I really feel for Emma McKean here. There's a lot of um, athletes that have come out um, defending her as well. Really good girl. She, you know, didn't want to catch a cab on her own, so she stayed with some friends. Yes, she should have um, let people know, but she's, you know, squeaky clean. This girl, and it, it definitely seems very harsh. Josh Palmer. You know when you know the news reports are he went on a bender and stuff, and yep. I'm not justifying because they know all the safety concerns that's been drilled into them. Yep. He had a drink. I'm sorry, everyone, like not everyone, yep. but that, that's what people do. I'm not justifying these guys. They train hard for four years. Um, why are we reporting in this hard hitting way? And we see it right across sport. You know, altercation, kicked out of a bar. I'm not condoning it, yep. but y- can we all just calm down for a second? It's it is really harsh, but at the same time, with Kitty Chiller, she's she's fired up at times where I think we've needed someone to be strong for Australia where they haven't in the past. The only thing where you listen to her talk about this, it sounds too harsh, you know, over the top, but then when she says, I don't want to ring a parent and say your daughter, blah, blah, that's when you, oh, okay, well, she's being protective. They they are in her care, but uh, absolutely, it does seem way harsh, especially the closing ceremony. Guys, we've got to go. We've got to stop the fun. Yep. Uh, because Mel's got work to do and we've got to finish off this show. Thank you very much for being part of this for the last couple of weeks, Mel. Uh, can you mention Mention the word rush at some stage tonight as a little nod to all the all your fans on this show. Oh, easy. Done. And, Dan, get some sleep. You're grumpy. No, oh, no. yes. I am a bit grumpy. Touche. We, look, we all are. Fair this enough. No, the... no, no, but I'll do it. And it's been a pleasure. It's been a lot of fun, actually. And good luck for the for the last couple of days because the game's going. When are they going to? Sunday. Yep. Okay. Sunday Very or good. the wee hours of Monday morning. All right. Yep. We've got to go. Thank See you, Mel. This is the Rush Thanks. Hour here on Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour. Yes, indeed. Teams are coming through here for Penrith at West's Tigers. Now, we can't call this one. We don't have the rights, but uh, it's going to be a cracking game nonetheless, Goods. Uh, and I think they're going to get a cracking crowd there at Pepper Stadium as well. Um, Tigers are 1-17. to And the Panthers have made one change. Chris Grevesmore is a late inclusion. Jeremy Lattimore is not required. Ah, okay, so that's off the bench, Dan. Yep. So uh, Brooks okay. and Moses are playing for yep. the Tigers. So Brooks is back. Jordan okay. Rankin is at fullback. Josh Adokar goes to the wing, and uh, that's obviously with no Tedesco. Um, well, the, the stakes are high, Dan. You, you talk about the crowd, and they will get a good crowd out there because, you know, it is sort of the Battle of the West to a degree, and um, it's, it's it's do or die, f- not for the Panthers. No. I mean, it's really important that they win and they push themselves into a, a good position. I mean, they can almost consolidate a finals berth tonight on 28 points with a decent four and against. Yeah, they win this, they should be home. But... but it's all or nothing for the Tigers. I mean, they've got the Warriors away next week, and I think they finish with the Raiders. So really tough back end of the season for the for the Tigers who don't have, who are in good form, by the way, mm. don't have Tedesco. The good thing I think about the Tigers is when he went off last week, um, they actually started to the, the surge a little bit against the Titans in the back end of that game without Tedesco. So they'll take some confidence out of that, but you can't replace a guy like James Tedesco who not only scores a lot of tries for the Tigers, but is involved in so many yep. and gets them on the front foot coming out of trouble. 100%. He's a star. But has Mitchell Moses usurped him? I asked this of Sterlo yesterday on our Sportsbed podcast. You what, Dan? 
has Moses usurped him usur- That's in terms term of importance? For me. Yep. Has he overtaken Tedesco importance to the Tigers' success? Yeah, well, look, oh, that's that's a tough question because, you know, Brooks hasn't been there for the last couple of weeks and, and I think so that's really shown what Moses can do. Um, Brooks comes back, uh, which will add to what they do as well. But I, I, I certainly think that Tedesco is going to be a bigger out than Brooks was. No offence yeah. to Luke Brooks. But uh, Moses, uh, for mine at the moment, uh, was brewing against Thurston. Uh, you know, tried his backside off uh, against against Hayne uh, last week and... Um, He's, he's, he's in fine touch at the moment and you need halves to win premierships but you also need, uh, you know, fullbacks and uh, they've got two really good young players there and I believe that they need both of those guys if they're going to march on into the finals. Let's look at this for West's Tigers. They're on 24 minus 48, worst for and against out of those four teams they're in a battle with. If they were to win tonight, Warriors play the Cowboys up there. Yep. So that's hard for the Warriors. And the Titans, oh, they've got Newcastle. That's a problem for the Tigers. Yeah. So the Tigers just have to keep winning, don't they? Just have they to do. keep winning because 28, funnily enough, mightn't be enough for the Tigers. They well, might have for- to win their last exactly. three. Exactly. You would think they would have to get on 30 points, Dan, given their for and against. And, uh, and, and also because the Titans uh, have had that draw... So obviously they're well, against is so against to them meaningless now. for those guys. So it's basically the Warriors, the Panthers, and the Tigers yeah. all going for that spot. And I know that the um, the Panthers, uh, you know, they've got they've got. I think they play the Titans as well next week. Uh, so therefore, they can you know if they can have a bearing on the results. Well, there as the well. great yes, you're right. So Penrith have got Tigers, Gold Coast, Manly. So the great thing about a Penrith Gold Coast game is that someone loses two points. Yes, but someone also gets two points. It's a four point game tonight. Yeah. So um, uh, Penrith can almost lock themselves in. The Tigers just have to keep winning. Your tip? Yeah, look, I'm going to go. Uh, I thought last week was going to be a big test for Penrith. Uh, you know, they, they go up there to Newcastle and they were expected to win. And they're the games as a young side you can fall into complacency and you can lose. And they're vital two points. I was really impressed. Look, even though they weren't great, their ball control was a little bit down. Uh, I think you can you can come to expect that with, with the Panthers. They'll need to tighten up a little bit. They'll need to do it tonight. Uh, but but I think they've got enough uh, form on the board to to beat a Tigers without Tedesco. All right, this is the Just, Russia. By the way, we, yes, okay. very tight game tonight. Very close one. Got to watch it. Get out there. And for, and Rabs is calling again. He's doing two games in a row. So there you go. All your people. He loves this time of year. Rabs. Television decisions. Rabs this will be doing Olympics, the game on the nine. You know, into the sept, starting to fill the September. Oh, yes. He's one games. game a week during the middle of the season. rest after Origin. Now he warms into the finals. He's, tapers off. He's so tapered off. Ma- and gets match hardened for the big games. He does. This is the Rush Hour. Joel Kane's going to join us right after this. Rush Hour, Triple M. The Triple M. Rush Hour. Uh, Rush Hour, Triple M. We've got some more news on James Roberts coming through, and it might have some ramifications. We'll get to that shortly. Uh, we're just turning that report around, and it involves another incident from last week. So, uh not good news for the Broncos no. or James Roberts. Joel Kane from sportsbet.com.au is on the line. Hello, Joel. Hey, Dan. Hey, Gertz. How you doing, boys? Hey, I, didn't know, I didn't know how to segue that, talking about someone with public nuisance going into you, Joel. The, the two have no, <laughs> no links. No so, correlation at all. So, oh, I'm a private nuisance. Just ask the wifey. <laughs> mm. oh, this game tonight, uh, Gertz is tipping a very close game, albeit a Penrith win. What are the punters thinking? Yeah, look, they're, they're heavily on the Panthers here, Dan. $1.37, the Tigers three twenty. A couple of points to note, though. Eight of ten, the last ten, the Tigers have won. And they're four games without Tedesco. They've actually won two of them. So, obviously, he's a massive, massive loss. But 
they're not without a chance for the Tigers. They also had a good win early in the year against the Panthers, yeah, did. didn't they? Which was actually the start of a bit of a slump for the, the Penrith side. So they'll take confidence out of that. Uh, so yeah, got, they will. We've got big win, little. We've got all the usual markets. But I want to get to this because we don't do enough UFC on this show. McGregor Diaz. Is that this weekend? Yeah, look, for those who don't know, they met five months ago. Major upset. Diaz uh, won the fight against McGregor. And McGregor claims he won the lottery that night. He said it was just a fluke. So that's... Uh, if you've never seen a fight, and I'll, I'll be honest, it's not my sport, Dan, but the press conferences are just riveting <laughs> footage between these two. Uh, but there's many, many markets. There's a mega bit there. McGregor to knock out Diaz in round two, $8.50. Okay. Is that your tip, Jolly? Round two, oh, I McGregor? No, no, I just watched the press conference. Good. I've never seen a fight oh, in my either. life. Hang on, let's bring in button pusher Lachlan. He's our UFC yeah. uh, expert on the show. Is that a good bet, Lachlan? Uh, McGregor to KO Diaz in the second round? Uh, if McGregor was going to get it, it would be in the second round, but everyone's sort of leaning more towards... Aren't they five minute, they're five-minute rounds. Five-minute rounds. going to go for 25 minutes, so it's over five rounds. Okay. But yeah, get him in the second. Well, there's more people leaning to Nate this time. Well, Didn't you get ambushed in the first one, McGregor? Yeah, but Nate only had, what, 11 days' notice, so he's had time to stick around at this weight what's to be the, ready. What's the weight difference? Once, well, the weight difference, they're at 170. McGregor usually fights at 155. Okay. I don't know the kilo difference. Wow. but So that's about 15 pounds. Yeah, he's given kilos. away a little bit. Mm, all right, there we go. Thank you to our UFC yeah, thanks, correspondent, Lock. Lachlan Angel. Mm. Uh, he doesn't but, have many moments through the year, Lock. He goes for Man City. Hey? Oh, he goes for Manchester Well, at City. least you can't watch him this year. The new sports <laughs> bet. No, he's one of the two no, people he, in Australia yeah. that got Optus. Yep. He switched. <laughs> yeah. And how'd you go? Uh, and how, how was the first uh, weekend yeah. of streaming? Oh, the first night uh, worked really well for about that first five minutes and then decided to cut out. No way. <laughs> it is what it is. Do they do their own production, Optus? I'm quite serious about this. Or do they just take uh, English production? It looks like it's the English feed mixed in with a bit of newly recorded. I'd actually oh, rather, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, you English think so. Yep. There we go. It just doesn't work. All right, Joel. That's it. Thank right, you. Man. Sportsbet.com.au. Uh, you've got the multi-builder. Yep. That's easy to use, too, on the uh, app. Yep. Addictive, you might say. The easiest way to put on multi. Because <laughs> you get on there and you just go bang, bang, bang. You can go to AFL yep. and go to other sports. Uh, but please, please gamble responsibly. Thank you, Joel. See you, Charlie. Take care. Uh, you too. All right. Now, this uh, has gone to air. Is it Channel 7 Brisbane? Yes, it is. Referring to James Roberts. I believe the reporter is Chris Gary. Seven News can reveal James Roberts is expected to receive a one-week suspension. The NRL Integrity Unit will hand down their verdict early next week. They are investigating why police detained Roberts outside GPO nightclub seven days before he was booted from the Norman Beak. We will take our responsibilities as we always do at the Broncos um, in a very uh, forthright and honest manner. Brisbane are adamant a long suspension isn't warranted and community work will make him a better citizen. His punishment to be similar to Andrew McCulloch and Ben Hunt's, who worked at a homeless shelter after a night out went wrong in 2012. They were also suspended for a week. The difference is there are genuine fears for Robert's mental state. Broncos officials have been so concerned about his welfare, they've been calling him up to four times a day for the past few weeks. Hey, Dan, I've got to say, I really like that method from the Broncos. I think, you know, finding players and that can be a little bit overrated. I think the community um, service, you know, when you're either going to schools or sharing the story or, uh, I don't know, I think there's just probably, it's more valid and and probably, I don't know, better for the players to understand what they've done and and contribute back something to, you know, the community. It is a worry when a bloke who has had issues when he's been on the drink gets in trouble twice uh, in a week yeah. and the incident that we've been talking about was you know essentially he got booted out of a pub 
didn't like it, didn't like it, jumped out of an ambulance, got booted out of another pub. That was the but this one now. Mm. This has caused Brisbane police or Queensland police to uh, yeah, let me read this at approximately two forty a.m. August seven. Well, they got twenty one oh six. It's two thousand sixteen. Police located a twenty three year old Mudgery Bar man allegedly creating a public nuisance. Uh, on Ballow Street, Fortitude Valley. The man was taken back to Fortitude Valley Police Beat and issued with an infringement notice for public nuisance as well as an initial police banning notice mm. for Fortitude Valley. So I can't go into the area for a 10-day period. Right. I would think the police involvement there might bring the NRL Integrity Unit into it. Mm. I, th- I think now, back-to-back incidents, I would not be shocked if they took action. Which is the incident then where he was actually put in a choker hold and choked out? That was when he was then put in the ambulance. Because I have to say, Dan, watching his game last night, he did look well rested. And with that, we say good night. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Rush Hour. The Triple M Rush Hour.